Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and doing what I love, helping you through any sex or relationship question you may have. Topics include what you should be asking your partners to ensure the best sex possible, lubes for even the most sensitive of skin. Yeah, sleepgasms are great, but how do you get some while you're awake and how to put yourself out there and feel confident doing it? All this and more. Thanks for listening. I'm here with producer Jamie. Hello. Hey, Jamie. Because we're going to talk about vaginas. Okay, you know that we try everything so you don't have to. And we get a lot of things to test. And recently, we became obsessed with these wipes and intimate wash called Diodoc. Diodoc is run by two sisters from Sweden who are some of the coolest, sweetest women you'll ever meet. Feminine hygiene is a real thing. And to be honest, there's not that many good products out there for us. And it matters what you put in those areas. There's no way I'm putting chemicals on my lady parts. A lot of people don't know this, but you're not supposed to use regular soap down there because it's going to mess with like your natural pH balance, which can cause like odor or rash or something you don't want to happen to happen. <laughs> um, so I like that Diodox products match your natural balance. So like you don't really have anything to worry about. Right. And we've both been using them. And I love the wash. I actually got in the shower this morning, Jamie, and I was excited. I'm like, time for my Diodoc wash because it smells so good. I use the jasmine pear and the wipes. I literally cannot leave home without them. Now I'm kind of obsessed. I have them in my like makeup bag. I have them in my car. And the truth is, you guys, we're not fresh all the time. And these give you peace of mind, especially if you want to see your partner. It's been a long day and you've got no time to go home and shower. They're great for pre-sex. They're great for post-sex. Even if you're not going to have sex, like if it was just hot out and you were in a sundress and you're like sweating a little bit, you know, and you're just like, I probably could use a little refresher right now. Right. So we cannot wait for you guys to try Diodoc and meet the sisters. We're hoping they call into the show soon, right, James? Yes. So try Diodoc for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash Diodoc. That's sexwithemily.com slash D-E-O-D-O-C today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe to the podcast, check out our amazing blogs and posts we have going on to help you have better sex. The other thing is, you guys, there are so many ways to listen to podcasts now. You can um, check it out on Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, of course, iTunes, SoundCloud, there's a lot of different ways. What we love too is if you happen to be in iTunes or wherever you're listening, to be honest, so great if you can review it. It just takes a few seconds. Give us five stars if you're into that and um, tell your friends too. Love it. We appreciate that so much. It really makes a difference to get the word out there. You can follow us everywhere at Sex with Emily, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And so do that. It's fun. And you guys, today is 9-11. And I just want to kind of mention that. And, you know, I know a lot of people lost loved ones on that day. And there's just, it was a really one of the saddest days I could remember in my lifetime being an American. And I was thinking, I was actually in New York a few weeks ago. And I was there just, I had to set a stop over there. And I realized that um, I saw the memorial for the first time. And they really built a spectacular memorial. I'd never been there where they rebuilt the World Trade Center and has all the names of everyone who died. And um, there's like these waterfalls and it's it's really a beautiful memorial dedicated towards all the lives that were lost. You know, you never forget where you were when certain things happened. I was actually in New York on 9-11. I was staying at a friend's house in the village um, and she she was out of town. I was there with my boyfriend and we just started hearing all these um, fire engines going. And it was like nine in the morning and I was leaving that day to fly back to San Francisco where I was living. And my friend called me in Chicago and she said, I know you're staying at Jen's house. You know, turn on the news because I was still sleeping because I think we were out late the night before. And we saw it. We saw the, you know, the towers go down. We went on the roof. We actually, we saw them going down and the planes fly into them. And then we were, went on the roof and actually saw the towers fall, like just 
not very far from where we were staying. I just got chills talking about this. And I just remember that day we ended up staying in New York for another week because we couldn't fly. And I just remember just everyone coming together and, and helping everybody and like the environment in New York and just everywhere. We were really about supporting each other and everyone kind of took a break from all their, you know, pettiness and everything else we worried about. And you realize just how how precious our lives are and how much we can really be there and help ever. And everyone was just helping everybody. There was people walking up with like soot from the World Trade Center, like the, the trains weren't running, you couldn't get on the subway. And just, it was really just, a, it was really just a sad day for America and um, for the world. So I was just thinking about that. And so I'm, my heart goes out to people who this day also means something. I think to all of us, it really does. It's a memory of um, appreciating every day that we have. Cause literally like I've always heard like, you know, just live every day, like it's your last and think about the good things and being grateful. And I know it's hard when you're like stuck in traffic or someone pisses you off, but the truth is all we really have is this present moment and the people in our lives and just, you know, call someone right now when you think about this after the show. Tell me you love them, why you appreciate them. These little words go a long way and they make you feel better and they make everyone else feel better as well. So just wanted to mention that. And now we're gonna go into some sex in the news. And I wanna invite my deputy Jamie here. Hi, Jamie. Hello. 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 Let's talk about this. Questions to ask your partner for the best sex possible. Okay, I really like this because this is the thing. So I get a lot of press requests every week, meaning journalists contact us and they're like, can you, you know, can you quote, give you some quotes on this? And we say yes to a lot of them. We Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time here answering press requests because I just, I really enjoy helping you guys and I love doing it in writing form. I love talking about it. But this one, was great because I, you know, I'm all about having better sex, and it was like it was just they talked to myself and a few other experts, and so let me just break it down for you. If you need some reminders, it has some interesting tactics in here you might not have thought of because I think we all want to get to the point where we are just as satisfied as we can be, and our partner satisfied, and we're all celebrating great sex. Exactly. So the first thing I want to say is, and this is uh, is that we all assume that. Sex should be amazing and magical every time we have it without saying a word. Like if you got to the point of talking about sex, you should probably just break up or there's a problem or why isn't sex always amazing? It should be all the time. And as you know, if you've been listening to the show, great sex takes work and excellent communication. And our partners are not mind readers. We're not mind readers. So the only way we're going to get to it is if we talk about it. So here's sample questions mm-hmm. that they had. They talked to myself and a few others, like I said, that could improve your sex life. That You could talk to your partner. Remember, if you ask the questions, you also get to answer the questions. And it's a great way to start the dialogue. So the first one, what turns you on? So that might seem super general, you know, but I think just saying, babe, what really turns you on the most? Well, not let you know what they like, but it can keep the conversation where you're like, wow, you know, maybe you didn't know that they got turned on by watching fireworks. Well, you'll make sure that you make the 4th of July a really special event. That's a weird example, but you know what I'm saying? Or you didn't know that sunsets, you Mm -hmm. would make sunsets part of your thing or the way you whisper in their ear. You know what I think is actually interesting about this question is I do kind of feel like if you have like close friends, this may be something that you're like, so like, what is a turn on for you or something you talk about? But it's not necessarily something you ask your own partner, right. which I find really interesting. Yeah, exactly. We don't think that, I don't know, we can or because people don't want to talk about sex, but this made me want to go home and like ask. Yeah, like them, what turns you on? What does turn you on? I mean, obviously, hopefully your partner says you, but also other things. Right, exactly. Like have them get specific. Like, or when was that time you remember being really turned on or what was it? Or that's a good one. Okay, so how about this one? How do you like to be touched? So uh, the reason why I like this is because, I don't know, personally, I've suffered a lot of bad touch. Not because they were mean people or they were wrong. I just didn't know how to tell them that, like, when they're aggressive or when they're, like, not, you know, when they're aggressively touching me, like, I would have loved to tell them, and now I do, obviously, that I like soft, slow, feather touches. I most likely am not going to, you know, maybe I want aggression sometimes, but I don't want, I don't know what other kind of, like, slapping or really aggressive I don't know. Like, not, not during sex, but for being during sex, they might be being warmed up. Yeah, like don't go straight to like being super aggressive. Like work your way there. Sometimes you don't even need it. I like aggressiveness, but that's why someone might someone might be gentle with me, and I'm like, no, be be rougher. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. They might be like, well, I like how you touch me most of the time. Here's yeah, exactly. It opens up other things. So this doesn't have to just be for being turned on. I was thinking about the light feather touches. Cause I'm like, no. Sometimes I. 
I would break this down and say, I like when you use your fingertips or you use your mouth to touch me. That feels great. But during sex, I like when you touch me this way. So we can mm-hmm. kind of open it up to a lot of different areas of sex. And it's also a great way to set boundaries. Like I like when you touch big places. Like I like when you touch me here, but when you touch my stomach, that really makes me uncomfortable. Like I have friends mm-hmm. who are like, they never want their stomach touched. My friend in college, I remember, she's like, I just can't stand it. Like it gives me these tickles and these weird things. And then she'd have anxiety when she was with someone. And it wasn't like she was about her body image. Like she really just, something about her made her uncomfortable. So it's yeah, a good time to ticklish, like. That's yeah. like a real thing because there are some people that just certain parts of the body, they're just like so unbelievably ticklish that like you might accidentally get kicked in the face or something. Right, exactly. Exactly, right. Let them know. How do you like to be touched? Where do you be touched? This could go elsewhere. Here's another way to put it, you guys. Another question. Um, what can I do to make you feel good? So think about it. What if you, I mean, now I'm thinking, okay, Jamie, what if I was your boyfriend mm-hmm. and I said, what can I do to make you feel good? Okay, this is good. So <laughs> I would say I want you to compliment me more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want, especially like before sex, you know, just throughout whenever, whenever you see me, I'm never going to not want you to compliment me. So if you feel like you have a thought like, oh, she looks really good. Tell me that. Right. Stop that barrier. Whatever's making you not say you look hot. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. But also too, it's like during sex, like I need you to look like I need to feel when you look at me or when you're in the moment that you think I'm like the hottest thing in the world because that's going to make me feel amazing and get more into it yeah and it's just going to be this giant back and forth of being amazing and feeling amazing yeah that's good see now you can go home and have this conversation I know I should you should I'm just going to like go home and be like hey babe and then just play this part yeah it's a good thing I know really you should seriously you should yeah I like this too because I think well, because what I like about this too, and I will answer your question, is mm-hmm. that because um, even what makes you feel good, when you said that thing about compliments, it doesn't have to just be about sex. It could be mm-hmm. like, I feel really good when you're on time. It makes it turns me on when you make plans for dinner, like that I'm mm-hmm. not always thinking about where to go. Even though we're talking about sex, again, this will could lead you down a path to know what makes you feel good. God, what makes me feel good? Um, everything. Same thing. You know, I'm a huge compliment hoarder. I love them. I love compliments. I love so touches. I like making out. I love massage. Mm. I mean, swear to God, like that makes me get, I think that massage is so underrated because maybe people, not underrated, but under practiced. Because yes. I think people think they need to have like a massage table and all these lotions and potions and really just, it slows down your nervous system. It reduces anxiety. I just like, you know, that's what makes me feel good. Saying nice things to me, bringing me chocolate. Okay. What kind of touch do you not feel comfortable with? Now, this is something that I'm trying to think right now how I would answer that. But for some people, they might be like, you might ask this question too, because in your brain, you're like, I do not like the way my partner touches me. So you're allowed to to say, ask them a question that you actually want to answer yourself. Because again, this goes both ways. So Mm -hmm. you could ask your partner and say, let's have some fun and talk about sex. What what touch do you like and what aren't you comfortable with? Like if they don't really answer, they don't know. Say, well, what don't you like? I'm trying to think what I don't like. I'm trying to think if there's anything I, like, I feel like everything, I like variety. So to me, what wouldn't I like? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could I'm say, like, you could say something like, you know, it doesn't really feel good to me when you can tell that like I'm dry somewhere, but you keep going at it. So yeah. grab some lube. Like that's the thing. Like I feel, and I feel the same way. Like I've told my partner, I'm like, I feel like I don't jerk you off correctly if I don't have any lube. And he's right? just like, well, I can't even jerk myself off correctly if I don't have any lube. So I'm like, okay, because that's what I'm saying. You know how sometimes in the morning? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, I got to have lube by me so that that way if I want, because I, you know. please get a nightstand in your new home? I am. Jamie's moving finally into her own place with some friends and she's never at a nightstand. I legit want to buy, can I buy you a nightstand? I mean, if (laughs) My dream is to leave on every nightstand. For real, I'm always saying, I said it on the podcast, Lee one every nightstand is my dream. So, and I was like, Jamie, just put on your nightstand. Once you're like, I don't have a nightstand. It's true. I know. Well, you will. I will. As no, adult, I, we can find, we can find you one. Disclaimer, apparently. That make me feel, you uh, think about when you go to bed. Just kidding. Yeah. It's apparently, <laughs> it's an adult thing to not have one side of your bed against the wall. Yeah. Like that's you true have too. to have two, both sides accessible. Mm-hmm. And so I will officially, I guess, become an adult 
once my new room exactly my bed is not against the wall you know what this just made me think of two th- exactly jane this is gonna be a whole grown-up thing but this is this is what i was gonna say there's two things this thought me of this made me think of jamie's the number one thing is what kind of touch you not feel comfortable with you reminded me like i don't like when my partner just grabs my like even if i have pants on like you want with some lube when he's touching your clitoris or going inside of you mm-hmm. i just don't even want to be grabbed like i don't mm. want to be grabbed i don't want my boobs to be grabbed like unless we're like naked and fooling around that I'm more into things but if I'm not warmed up and we're going in blind and you just walk to my house if you grab the grab of like grabbing my crotch mm-hmm. or gra- it just doesn't feel good I don't like that so that's a great thing so first I was like what don't I like the other thing I just want to say about bedroom feng shui which what you remind me of is that there is a, a theory and I actually believe this that you want to set up your if you're single for example and you want to set up your environment in a way that's open and attracting you know if you believe in manifestation which i i do i believe in thinking about what you want and the universe can deliver that or the if it's in your consciousness and you repeat it it's going to happen you tell people about it it's your reality but what about the bedroom i remember hearing this years and years ago was like if you're single and your room is you know a mess and you have like only and the three people who are really serious about it you have like one lamp and one nightstand, but the other side is against the wall or you've nothing there or one side of your bed's filled with clothes or it's just your house, your home and your bedroom is not set up for two. Then how are you going to track that person in your life? So once you kind of set that up for somebody else to come in, if you've been dating and you want to welcome someone, not just like when they get there, you hope it's ready to go. It's more of a mindset. It's more of a philosophy. It's more a way of living that like I'm open for love. I'm open to finding romance. I'm open to great sex. So having your bedroom be a place that is opening and inviting when you're looking for someone. And you should also keep it that way always. I love you're dating that. someone? Yeah, I do too. I think it's a good point. Because I've had times in my life where I've walked into my room and it's a mess. Like when I'm working a lot, it's busy. I'm like, this is not open. Like I'm... Clearly, I'm not open to meeting someone, even I say that I am. That's not the only, but you know, when your life is out of control and crazy. So I like that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how do you like to masturbate? You know, I love this question. This is actually my suggestion for the article asking your partner how they masturbate might seem like it's awkward or private, but you guys know that finding out how they actually please themselves is a roadmap to their pleasure. You're going to know, oh, I didn't, you know, they put their, they cup their balls with one hand when they're touching themselves or she puts fingers inside of her. I had no idea. So understanding if they use a toy, are they on their stomach or are they on their back? You can, you know, find out or watch them. Good old fashioned mutual masturbation. No. Yeah. That's, that makes it even more fun because you get to watch. And then you also, I mean, it's going to be hard not to touch yourself watching your partner touch themselves. Right. So, I don't know. It's just like a win-win. Yeah, it's a show and tell. You're leaning back, you're watching each other, and you're learning. And it's hot. So, ask them how they like to masturbate. And just assume, not do you, well, you can ask do you masturbate, but I'm going to assume that most people do, or they should. I hope so. Yeah. You know I want you to. Okay, what's your hottest sexual fantasies? When you share your fantasies with the partner, you're really going to understand their erotic desires, what they're thinking about, what they desire, even if it's something they don't want in real life. Obviously, they're just going to answer things that they feel comfortable sharing with you. So, like, what do you fantasize about? What's your hottest erotic movie, we called it in my sex school, but, like, what's the thing that plays through your head when you're fantasizing, you're thinking about sex, like, what's happening? And it's funny. I remember in my class, there was a lot of women, and a lot of women's fantasies were around... Um, which isn't surprising, you know, being taken. People had elaborate fantasies. I wish that I fantasized like this, but they'd have, I remember one woman was like, I'm in the ground and I'm part of Mother Earth and there's all these hands on my body and they're like worshiping me. It's like men and women and it's like they're in some kind of like um, garden, you know, like garden nymphs everywhere. Like she had this very elaborate thing and then people were like touching her and then all of a sudden they had orgasms and like they disappeared into the ground and became part of the earth. Now, I don't have fantasies like that, but I think that... Yeah, talking about what turned you on. Yeah, that sounds like... <laughs> I was impressed. That's very a lot impressive. Of work. I know. I have another friend who, she has these fantasies, because I always ask my friends too. I'm like, what do you fantasize about? My friend's like, oh my God, well, I had this fantasy that I'm going, and she changes them all the time, and she's like a clothing designer, and she's very like elaborate, she's an artist, and she's like, well, she tells me what she's wearing. She's like, I'm going to like the New York Met. She lives in New York. She's like, I go to the Met and I'm wearing this red dress that goes to the ground and then I walk in and they hand me champagne. Like she has this whole scenario about how she's going in and then she meets this guy. You know, it's her husband, I think, or maybe it's, I 
kind of she actually brought her husband to it. But like some other, so her husband walks in, he, what he's wearing and what they're drinking and what they're doing. I'm like, wow, that's like a long fantasy. She's like, no, that's like two minutes, and I get there like thirty seconds. She runs through like a whole very elaborate scenario about what happens. So whether they're short or long, or you just want to say you fantasize fantasize about a threesome. Yeah, and then if you haven't really thought about any fantasies you really haven't like it's kind of beneficial to take some time and really think about what it is that would turn you on kind of think of it like free writing you know you just put the pen to the paper and just start writing just not even thinking about it try to do that with your fantasies and just see where your mind goes you might be really surprised what you're into exactly you don't and feed it things too because i didn't have you know i was late bloomer when it comes to stuff but i just didn't think about it i think i was you know, had a stressful environment growing up and I just, my brain just shut down to it, but I had to feed it. I had to like start watching erotica and reading books and like getting into this world where I was like, I'm going to feed myself. So you're not broken. Nothing's wrong if you don't have any. So that's mm-hmm. a great point, Jamie. Like look for those fantasies because we all know that having a rich fantasy life is very important to having a healthy sex life. Okay, this one, I've been saying this for years and I think I'm going to try this one actually because I'd like to know the answer from my guy is what's been your, I talk about it but I haven't talked to him about it. What has been your favorite moment from our sex life? This one is like maybe be a lot easier for people who are like, oh my God, I can't, I don't want to hear their fantasies but saying like, babe, what's your most memorable night from our sex life? Like memorable in, moment in our relationship, sexually speaking, you know, what were we doing? Where were we? If they're thinking like, oh, you know, I love having sex on the beach. And so like, oh, really? What was it about like having sex on the beach? Because you're probably thinking like, let's go plan a vacation. But if they're like, oh, I love it when we almost got caught. Well, then you know, oh, maybe they have fantasies about like having sex outdoors or they love that feeling of getting caught. So they want more outdoor sex or they want to have more like, I don't know, getting caught in the hotel room. Who knows what people have? I do know. But okay. No, that's like that's this is a really good one. Because I know what my favorite sex moment from my sex with my partner currently, but I would be really <gasps> curious to know what his was. I do too. I want to know. I'm definitely going to ask. I'll report back. Please Stay tuned, do. Everyone. I think this is a good, but because you get so many details, like I think you'd learn so much because you're because you might not even remember their hottest moment, like what they think is the hottest moment right and then what if it's the same moment and then you're <sighs> like well why aren't we doing that more? we should do that all the time exactly we find out a lot of information here mm-hmm. so another one is what's something you've always fantasized about doing but you've never tried i like this one too because this is an easier entry here entree here like if you don't want to hear about fantasies but just saying like you know specifically like if these other ones seem more I don't know, intense for you. Just like, what do you what do you fantasize about that you'd like to try? Because then you don't need to, you know, if they're like, oh, I want to, I don't know. I feel like I've done everything. Okay, have a threesome. <laughs> if you want to um, pick up a stranger in a bar, you want to have blindfolded sex. You want to have sex dress up like furries. Sex on the balcony is fun. I've done that on vacation. I love vacation. I mean, you know, I, I love vacation sex. I talk about it all the time. But it's true. Like all my, a lot of my crazy like things like sex in the balcony, sex outside, it's all on vacations. Cause you don't, I mean, granted it's illegal. I remember having sex like, where were we? Like in the South somewhere on a beach. This is like in college, but mm-hmm. being on the balcony and being like, oh my God, you get caught. They kick us out. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you have about like, I was trying to think, <laughs> I was like, cause I have a balcony at my new apartment, Ooh. but I don't want to get kicked out of my new apartment. <laughs> so. Right. Maybe not day one. Is it facing the like other tenants? It, it's facing the courtyard. However, we're going to put... a balcony. So fancy. You definitely need a nightstand. You even need a table that you could even sit on the balcony. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it should be illegal to have a balcony and no nightstand, so... Exactly. <laughs> and again, yeah, I like that one just because it's like more... It's low stakes. Tangible. Like, it's tangible. Here's another one. What part of your body are you the most proud of? So this is cool, you guys, because if they're proud of it and they're feeling good about it, they probably would like some attention to it and maybe like to hear compliments. Like, I love your hands. They're really sexy. Or maybe like, I love the curves on your waist. Exactly. What made you think so? um, mm -hmm. Or what if, you know, I'm like, hey, this is not how I actually feel. I really like my feet. You should rub them more or compliment them more. Kind of incorporate that into... Yeah. It's a good way to get your needs met. Yeah. Like, let's say you've been wanting to have a massage your feet. You're like, I love my feet. That would be like a note to self. Exactly. I've never actually looked at your feet. 
I never thought about what part am I proud of. This wasn't my quote here. Yeah. Which this wasn't my idea, but I but I like it. Like I think again, can you guys? I'm cool with you being like I like that one because God damn it, why does my partner ever touch my stomach? Because that really turns me on. Like it's a good memory, guys. Goes both ways. It's a great way to get your both of your needs met. Yeah. So it's okay to ask a question that you're dying to answer as well. That's a great way. Ask a question that you want to let yeah, your partner know. Exactly. Because so many. I mean, so many times when you ask something, they're going to be like, "Well, what do you think?" And then you get to answer it. Yeah. Yeah. And you still should answer these two. Exactly. What do you think? It goes back. And who knows, you guys, you just ask one of these questions and it could just kind of be that explosive sexual conversation you've been dying to have. Okay. Here's another one. If you could be totally selfish, what would a night of bliss look like to you? I like this too. This is a great way to describe a fantasy or what you want. Because then you kind of get deeper into desires and layers. And who knows, on their birthday, if you're thinking like, oh, I want to do something special, maybe you do this. Mm. I don't think things are really that crazy. Like, okay, I think I would think Night of Bliss. Keep thinking about probably being in a hotel somewhere. Because you just have to worry. Like a beautiful hotel with like a tub. I mean, this is very, like, amazing sheets. (laughs) Um, Great food, massage. Toys are all charged and ready to go. Lots of lubes. Sounds amazing. I know. I massage. Want I want really long massages. I gotta do more massage with my guy. I'm gonna tell him. Do it. Because this is coming every time we do the show. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta do that. Yeah. So I might know a lot of this stuff, but I'm human. I'm in a relationship. What would a night of bliss look like to you? I mean, all of that sounded great. I would right? be totally down for that. When just like a lot of oral sex like, a lot <laughs> right, of it. like right. all the time just like for hours right i mean with some breaks in between exactly you know for I mean. water and stuff in a night yeah in a nice hotel in every inch of the hotel Ooh. so if we haven't done oral there then we're gonna do it we're gonna make sure we know all the furnitures all the bathroom parts exactly furnitures bathroom that's good because this way you guys you're gonna know again you know their desires you know what they want and you could even create some of it at home like maybe you don't have the tropical vacation if they mention that but I think a lot of us think about vacation it's mm. so good because you're just that way you don't have your like i'm not fancy about anything in my house necessarily but outside of it so um yeah of course a night of oral that's another good way to, to hammer home your agenda you've not been getting what you needed i think about you you know slowly i'm trying to think of the questions people ask the most like oh my night of bliss thanks for asking it would be you know i love when you slowly undress me when we make out for a long time you know it just because I think people rush through kissing when they're in long-term yes. relationships. So reinforce all of that. These are a lot of questions. Okay, here we go. What gets you in the mood the most? So this is similar to like your turn on, but again, these are different phrasing. So if you've been with someone for a while, we all know that sex does become routine and you have different sex drives. So if you understand your partner, how they like to approach sex and what really turns them on, like what gets them in the mood, this is a little bit different because mood is like, like I would say slow touching. I would say when you come in and we're like making out and there's not, you're not grabbing my crotch. You're not, not thinking does it all the time, but like when we're like slow down and we're kissing and there's touch, like I require a lot of like slow, sensual touch. I like breath. I like breath in my ears. I like on my neck kissing. What gets me in the mood? Um, just comfortable bed, like good music. I could really enforce the touching thing. It's when I'm relaxed. Yeah, I was just going to say, when you're completely relaxed. I just relaxed. Be relaxed. I'm not in the, when I'm not relaxed, like, think about it. That's why we talk a lot about anxiety and all that. Like, you have to chill. Like, to, when we are anxious, we're not going to want to have sex. No laptop or phones around. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, looking at Instagram does not turn me on. That turns me off. That's not turning me on. Or working. No. Last one. Are we having sex enough? Mm, I mean, I think that could be kind of leading because what if you've never talked about sex with your partner and they're like, no, but our yes. I mean, I think uh, I would also add to this, maybe if you could change one thing about our sex life, what would it be? That's another way to do it. Because it's kind of more practical because I think a lot of couples do deal with mismatch libidos. You want sex more than your partner does. That's really common. So maybe they'll say, you know, are we having enough sex? If they say no, you're like, great. How can we get there? If they say yes, you could say, this is where you're going to lead to another question. Yeah, it would what lead into of- like, if they say yes, but you are feeling like you're not, it could be a good time to just open up the conversation of what a good 
compromise would be of the amount of sex that you're having or what things you can do to have them be in the mood more right. or why it like, you know, maybe their sex drive is low and figure out why is it stressed? So what can you do to de-stress them? Things right. like that. Right. Could be like, maybe you take your shower together in the morning or maybe you'd like wake up earlier or you, uh, squeeze what it on the weekend because if you keep thinking all week long like we gotta have sex we gotta have sex like you know huge fan of scheduling sex there's ways to figure it out but it's good to find out if your partner's happy you might be surprised what they say if they're if they're having enough sex would it, you know you might think you know the answer but i think we're always surprised that's why it's good to have these conversations mm-hmm. so any of those questions would be a great way to have a healthy conversation about sex and and have the best sex possible which is our goal Right, James? It is. Okay. Thanks, James. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting our sponsors. That's how we can keep doing the show for you for free. I appreciate it. We love our sponsors. We're going to take a quick break and come back with your calls. You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. Okay, guys, we are on to your questions. This is a call show. I love talking to you guys. It's awesome. If you want a question, answer on the show, text Ask Emily, all one word, to 797979. Fill out the short form. Put a yes if you'd like to be called. Or you can go to my website, sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab. And as always, however you ask your question, include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And always, if you're doing a call show or whatever, we don't care if you change your name. It's fine. We're cool with that. We just want to help. So thanks so much, you guys. Okay, this is Bethany, 29 from Nashville, and she wants sex, but not casual sex. Hey, Bethany, tell me what's going on. Thanks for calling. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, when I wrote you, I was like talking about a situation that happened maybe like a year ago, but I haven't had any like new situations since then. So it's kind of like, well, I just like don't, I guess I don't date that much and I don't really know why and I it's rare that I have relationships like I've had like one relationship in my whole life and I'm 29 okay so I I just like wasn't I feel like I I realize I'm realizing now looking back that I'm like I just like was totally clueless about how like the dating world quote-unquote works like now I'm like watching these like YouTube channels of like these people like Elliot Scott, I don't know if you heard of him, but he's mm-hmm. like giving tips to like women, like about mm-hmm. dating and like how the mind of a man works, which sounds so like might sound like tried or something, but right. it's really helping me and like enlightening me right now. I'm like, damn, I wish I saw this like a year ago, but basically I'm just like, I don't know. Like I just didn't know that it was like, I just didn't know how. Well, it tell me worked. what you learned. Like, Give me an example of what made you go, damn, I didn't know that. Like, what are you learning? Give, tell me what you. Right. So, I mean, there's this guy that I was talking to. He was, like, messaging me on Instagram, but acting, like, super, super interested. And I knew who he was. And, like, it it was like we, like, liked each other's art and music and stuff. So it was like we had, like, a resonance. And it was like, oh, cool. We were, like, talking about it. And he was like, we should hang out. Like, I really want to hang out with you. And then we did hang out. And it was, like, really good. And, like, I thought that it was he was someone that was like worthwhile to like put time into. I don't know. I, I guess I just like liked him. And then he was seemed to be really into me too. And was like super excited for like maybe like three weeks or something. And then kind of just like stopped right. texting me as often. And then okay. it, I started realizing like, you know, like months into it, I'm like, Oh, I really like him, but I guess he's only texting me like, once every two weeks right, like right. like you know and, and, yeah. and I was so like monkey mind about it and then right. like this and now there's like a year ago or something and now I'm finding this all these YouTube channels that are like hey girls this is what guys do like they act really into you because they have to hook you in and then they might be like trying to keep 
you using the bare minimum amount of effort or like if you don't lay down the law or show them what your boundaries or standards are initially, then they're not going to like respect you or something treat you yeah kind of i, I just like didn't I know, know that there was all that was like a no i would thing. stop watching all the channels this is what i want for you not that that's not helpful and i get it like i wouldn't say stop i'm saying that there is useful information for sure if you haven't dated like listen to things figure things out but for you you just right. haven't had a lot of experience dating so i i don't yeah. believe in all of these rules like what i believe is that you bethany it is Figure out like who you what, what you're looking for right now, and I think that the the thing about dating is is like what I would tell you is that you don't really know what's going on with the other person. Like I would say that it's all about true like that. people That's date true. for a few weeks, so they, you know they might be seeing a lot of people. Like he might not be looking for whoever it is. He like the the grand he right. He's like dating a bunch of people, or maybe he got back to, together with his ex, or maybe he just wanted sex, or he has no time for a relationship. There's a million reasons why relationships don't work out. But women and men, we do this. We blame ourselves. So what did I do wrong? I shouldn't have invited him back to my house after the second date. That's why. Or why did I wear this skirt? You know, I should have worn pants. Right. You know, who knows? Like we think right. of a million things he didn't like that, you know, I he didn't like the dinner I made him. Like we come up with all these things and it's never what we worry about. It's never those things that we obsess about. So I think mm. the most important thing is building your confidence around men and really just being comfortable like making friends with guys and dating and just being like and understanding what you want right now. And I think it is true that everybody on date, like there is something fun when you're dating someone to kind of like, we don't know where it's going to go. But I think it's important to honestly know, like if you're just casually dating right now, you can let people know, like I'm just dating or I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, to hang out with people or maybe you want a boyfriend. So if you do, like maybe you just date a few people at once and you let people know that, like I am looking for something serious, but not right away. Or I want to get to know you more. Like I do think that people appreciate more information and i think that even mm-hmm. if you don't know you can let them know that you're exploring it because i think rather than just kind of pretending that it's nothing and we're all being casual and what's going to happen that's when we end up getting hurt and, and making up all these meanings to things that have no meaning so i think you mm-hmm. just got to get back out there like you said you don't really know how to date and i think like this is the thing you said you don't get asked out or you don't meet people there's a lot of single people like you're in Nashville like there are single people everywhere there's more single people now in America than ever so I think the thing about where we don't meet people is because we don't put ourselves out there like you take the mm-hmm. same route home from every work from work every day you go to the same bar with your friends or you hang out with your same three friends so how you start meeting mm-hmm. people is saying yes to those invites like maybe once a week you say yes to that barbecue that you don't really like someone invites you on Facebook, you know, those invites and you're like, you never look at them, but you're like, oh, I kind of like her. Maybe she'll have cool friends. Or you let people know that you know and trust family and friends that you're single. Like if you know anyone, like fix me up. So you start putting that energy out there and you just start practicing talking to guys and people that you're maybe not even attracted to, but you just have that rapport so it's not so scary for you when you go out. You're like, how do I talk to a guy? And then it just becomes second nature. So I would say it's more mm-hmm. about you and having confidence in yourself and your work and, and having a healthy life, having a rich, healthy, full life, I think, and being comfortable in yourself is the way that you start to meet people because then you're coming from a good, solid place and then you'll be attracting right. people who are like-minded rather than being like, it's a date. What does it mean? You know what I'm saying? This way, it's mm-hmm. sort of part of what you're doing right now. You're working, you're seeing your friends, you're working out, you know, you're, you're doing all these other things and that, that's a part of it. It's not become your singular focus because then dating happens as part of a lifestyle. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, well, do you have any other like questions around that? Cause I feel like I'm trying to get your question. Cause you said you're not that comfortable like dating. Um, and I think that casual sex and stuff, like I think you just kind of casual sex isn't for everybody, you know, like casual mm-hmm. sex it's not like the rules to like society says you have to have it. Like some people are just like, I, I don't like it. Right. They're like, no, I can't handle not knowing if someone's going to call or not being intimate with someone and knowing that they were part of a relationship or that I can trust them. And for a lot of women, the best sex they have is when they're with someone they trust and they know they're going to see him yeah. or they, you're comfortable. But when we're not comfortable or it's new, we feel pressured. That's not when we have the best sex. So you might be someone who right now needs to know somebody. Like you want to feel like you've gone out, you've had some experiences, and then you feel safe. And then you might even have casual right. sex and be like, it's still not for me. Or you might learn. Like I've gone through ebbs and flows in my life where I'm into casual sex and then I'm not. And I just had a relationship. But, you know, it just ebbs and flows. So right now I would say maybe you don't even really know what works for you. 
So I would practice dating or saying yes to people that you wouldn't, they call it duty dating, but like saying yes to people that you wouldn't normally say yes to. Finding who your type is, finding what you like doing with a guy. So kind of start from that mm-hmm. place rather than making it about sex. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, right? Like. <laughs> Just put your, do you have like, a lot, like, do you go out a lot? Do you do things that you, you know, what do you like doing? What's fun for Bethany? I, I, well, I just moved here to this new city. Okay. I'm just like working a lot. And then my coworker like invited me to a show she's performing at tonight. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I'm going (laughs) to go. And then when you're saying that, I was like, damn, you know, maybe I should. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm telling you, you should go. Because whenever I've not wanted yeah. to go to something just because I'm tired at home from work and I make myself go, like I've been in periods of life where and I, they come and go where I'm like, no, I got to be more social. So if you said you were going to go, mm-hmm. just go. And I feel like 99% of the time I do not regret going out. For like I'm sure. just like, I'm glad I went. You might meet some really cool friends. Yeah. You just moved to a new city. So it's kind of yeah. exciting. Like you're probably looking for female friends, male friends, everything. So these are the experiences where you meet people. Yes, you can use the apps and all that, but I think actually being comfortable in the new town and it's exciting. Like it's exciting to move to a city in your 20s where you don't know anybody. Like I did that and it was like the mm-hmm. most time, like I look back on that and I'm like how you get to reinvent yourself. You get to like, you know, where you're at in your life right now. So I would think about, I would kind of, like I said, work on developing a really rich life right now. Like a healthy life like, surrounded by good people and it's just going to happen for you. Because you don't have any problems, you know? It's not real problems. (laughs) It's an exciting time in your life. So I think go to the show tonight, have a good time, talk to people, make yourself. Like if you're like, I'm just going to sit here. It's like, I'm going to go say hi. And that's when you get those charges. Like that's the connection. Like that's what life's about. Those real moments with people. Not swiping through apps. Yeah. That's a good supplement. But real life experiences are good for you. True. How do you like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like, want to like have intimacy with people, but I guess I just like have to wait because I have to like know if I well, can trust them. Oh, because you're one of sex. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not saying you have to. Maybe you try it and you're like, oh, that didn't work for me. There are no rules here. You get to decide your own yeah. rules. Like I know people, like, yeah. so everyone gets sets up their own rules. So, you know, if you decide you want sex, you can go out and find sex. You know, you get to decide. Like some people yeah, are like, I just had sex and I get to, cause when we get to decide, like you can decide if you don't want to call someone as well. So I no, think just definitely. meet that person. And then in the moment you can decide, what do I want? Not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some people who are like, yeah. I've been having casual sex for two years and it doesn't feel good. I'm like, okay, here's your practice. Go out with someone and don't sleep with them for a month. Right. But you're not in that position right now. I don't know what you're like, Bethany. I don't know. So you might not know either. So you might find someone in the next few days you like and you want to go out with them again and maybe this weekend you guys will make out. Who knows? So I don't think you should be so hard on yourself. I think you should just trust your gut and your feelings and check in with yourself. How does it feel? And like, yeah, I think it's probably better to take things slow and get to know someone. But, you know, if you don't, just and you sleep with someone, see how that makes you feel. You never know. A lot of things work for everybody. But what I'm saying for you is we don't know yet. So just keep yeah. checking in with yourself and, uh, and just go out and meet some people. That's a great way to me. I've met a lot of my guys, a lot of people I've dated are through other friends and shared experiences. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I guess my like, I'm like, I well, like with the person that I was talking about earlier, like it did feel like super right. And then I ended up being like, let so me tell you why I wasn't right. Hurt. I'm going to tell you this and I have to let you go. Let me tell you why I wasn't right. Because okay. you were new at dating. You said he was dating you, texting you every two weeks. So for a lot of people, that yeah. wouldn't feel right. I'd be like, where'd you go? Like two weeks? Like yeah. to me, it's like, you know, like you want to talk more often. So there probably were signs there. Like when you were with him, it was probably great. But then, you know, maybe you got busy in your life. But I would say there were probably signs that it wasn't perfect in the sense of like, you probably, there were signs that he was seeing other people or that was going to drop off. You know what I'm saying? So let that experience go from a year ago because it sounds like we tend to hang on to our last experience that was the most intense. Mm-hmm. So let's let For that sure. go. You're new, you're new Bethany in a new city. Go out tonight. I think you're weighing your head about this. And I just want you to go out and have fun, make new friends, figure out where you love to go. Let pe- People love meeting new people. Like it's so fun. You know, you're, com- you're just bringing yourself to the table and you're going to start to like, meet new people and have new experiences and then everything else is going to follow so don't trip on this last guy and what it meant people are doing a whole bunch of different things right now when you meet him you never know so i don't think that means anything okay 
You okay, got this, yeah. Bethany. Just go out and figure out who you are. Okay? <laughs> I will. Thank okay. you, Emily. Yes, you're so welcome, <laughs> Bethany. Let me know how it goes. You got this. Have Thank fun tonight. You. Go out, okay? Leave your house now. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going Just to. go shower. Get out the door. You'll be so happy. I promise you. <laughs> have a good night. Thank you, Emily. Okay, bye. But you're so welcome, sweetie. You got this. Have a good night. Bye. I wanted to get to the bottom of that because I knew, I knew that like we're holding on to things and we're so in our heads, but I'm telling you guys, just getting out there, letting people know you're single. It's not that like people don't like you or you're broken. I just think that's how you meet people is being involved, having a rich life. Like, and what I mean by that is like doing things outside of work. We're all tired at the end of the day. It's so much easier to go home and watch TV than it is to go out and meet people. But I'm telling you, once you do it and once you start to say once a week, I'm going to have this experience, I promise you that's how you build your social circle. That's how you're going to meet people you're into. And um, that's what we, that's what people find attractive too, is people who have a lot going on in a real genuine way, not in like a fake way. Like you got to build yourself up, but like people who love life are attracting people who also love life and are attracted to that energy. So be the person you want to find. Okay, we have Matt. He's 30 from New Zealand and his girlfriend is stressed and hasn't had sex in a while. Hey, Matt in New Zealand. I'm so glad you called. Hey, Emily. Hey. Nice to hear you. And nice. Uh, nice to be on the show. I'm so glad you're here. Mm. So many listeners in New Zealand and Australia. It's awesome. I love that we get to talk and I can help you. So tell me what's going on. Yeah, me and my girlfriend, we've been together for a couple of years now. So um, always been pretty great but um i guess in the last sort of eight months or so just been she's gone through a bit of a change um you know her father was a little bit sick for a bit she got made redundant we moved cities so it's just a bit stressful for her and she actually expressed to me that her you know the sex life is the thing that goes first i guess when she's super stressed oh okay right that Mm. makes sense yeah Okay, so that makes sense too. It's true though. When we're stressed and anxious about money and job, yeah. and yeah, yeah. We lose our sex drive. Exactly, and I do. I remember you saying that as well. And, and so I didn't really want to, you know, pressure her into anything. Or mm-hmm. yeah. So this just happened in the last few months. She's not really mm. into sex, or how long? I reckon probably, yeah, it'll be coming up. Probably six months or so. So it oh, okay. feels like a long time. Yeah, no, that is a long like, time. You know how you kind of. Almost forget about how to initiate it, right? Or, you know, figure out if they're interested, or you know, things like right, that. Right, right. Does she? Does she? Um, is she feeling better now, though, or is she still stressed out? Is she still in like? Does she seem depressed, or is she anxious, or? She has said to me that she um, deals with a bit of anxiety, and I think it's getting. I feel like it's getting better. Um, I feel, yeah, I do feel like it's starting to slowly get better, but um, yeah, I think she's definitely going in and out of a bit of anxiety. And Have you guys talked about funny. it? Have you talked to her about this at all and said you really care about her and you want to make sure you guys can, you know, be intimate again? Yes, yeah. Not as much as um, we probably should, but we definitely have talked about it. We are quite open and we do talk about this sort of stuff every now and then, but, you know, life kind of gets in the way and all right, that kind of, right. kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I so think I was just wondering kind of other ways to... Yeah, I think you gotta talk. To, oh, to tell it, see if she's interested or not. Um, mm. Well, how did you used to do in the past? Like when you guys first? I know, I guess in the very early stages, we all just want to have sex all the time. In the early stage of a relationship, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, there's no question, right? Yeah. Like you walk in the door and your clothes are off in two minutes. I get that, but right now, like, um, do you know what used to? Because I'm gonna, I'm, then I'm gonna, I'll answer this question, but I also think that it, it does. It's gonna go back to talking. So, but are there mm-hmm. things yeah. like were there certain foreplay like? Does she like massage? Like, have a foot massage at the end of the day, or like when yeah, you bring home dinner, yeah. or does she like going out? Like, have you guys had dinner lately, or have you gone to movies, or you know what I mean? Are there things that you guys have fun together doing? Because when you're at home and you're doing the same things, that can get you know kind of routine. True. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, she loves a good massage, um, and uh, I know she's mentioned in the past, like she she's quite used to being like you know quite. You know, she. I think she, you know, really loves the, um, obviously, all women love a bit of foreplay, but she likes the, you know, heaps of touch and loves to introduce, you know, feathers and, and try, and she, I think she's used to being the kind of more dominant one in the bedroom. And, oh, she's more dominant. I think so. Okay. Yeah, she's told me this. So I haven't actually experienced this, but I've heard her talk about it and. Right. She's sort of said to me that she's a bit, she doesn't know how I would, um, 
I guess, react to it. Or right. Yeah, I think she maybe wants more from me. I yeah. Guess, like, in terms of reaction Matt, and seeing okay. a bit of this things like good. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt. This is all okay. This is great information. So it sounds to me like this is what you need to do is that you got to just have a conversation. Like you got to say, babe, I, I love you. I really want to mm-hmm. talk about our, our, it's so important that we continue to connect and have sex life. I have great sex and I miss having sex with you. What can we do mm-hmm. together? Like I, I'd love to try whatever you want. Like I like telling couples to like exchange a sexy, sexy bucket list or what you both would want to try. You could say, you said you were okay. dominant in the past. That might be kind of sexy. Let's try it. I've got, you yeah. know, you could use a necktie. You could use a feather laying around the house or you could go to a sex toy store together and go shopping yeah. Yeah. or buy some things okay. online. But this is what I tell you, Matt. This is so true that you, you said you talk about it sometimes. And what I want yeah. you to realize is that the more you talk about it, number one, the easier it gets. So the more it's like, even mm-hmm. if it's every other day, like you're talking about what to eat for dinner, that's how your sex life can be because you're both sharing an experience together. So you both need to talk about it. Like, where are you going on your vacation? What are you doing for dinner? Let's talk about our sex life. And so because you've talked about it maybe three times in the last six months, like not enough, right? Like mm-hmm. when you see her tonight or when you see her today, like... I miss having sex with you. Like, I know you've been going through stuff. I've been going through stuff, trying to figure out what you need. Like, let's just talk about it. You can say to her, what's your most memorable time that we've had sex? And she might say that time where you came in late and I, you know, blindfolded you or you blindfolded me or who knows, mm. who knows what it is. But then you're going to learn what her, what turns her on or ask her what she masturbates, what she thinks about her. You guys could watch yeah. some porn together. Like, I feel like you guys have to build an erotic life together and that you're kind yeah. of guessing because you're, you know, you care about her and you're being sensitive to what she's going through. But you guys, like, you don't have to solve this on your own. That's what I'm trying to drive home. Like, sure. you guys are in it together. And if you're yeah. guessing that there's things that she wants you to try, you guys have been together for two years. So it's yeah. time to stop kind of trying to figure it out and have a straightforward conversation. It's going to get yeah. so much yeah. easier and you're going to, you're going to, you're not going to believe that you didn't do this before because that's how you're going to figure this out. Great. Because you both want awesome. the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. And I know it's scary, but when you do it like outside the bedroom, like at dinner, when you're having breakfast, you just bring it up. You're like, let's talk about sex. What's going on? What can we do? From a very like, don't make it a serious conversation. Make it playful and fun because it's sex. Sex should be fun and bring that, infuse that into the relationship. Yeah. If you start the conversation that way, it's going to help it, you know, be favorable to both of you, whatever you guys decide. Yeah. Okay. Uh, awesome. Yes, great advice. And, okay, um, good. I, yeah. All right. You got <laughs> this then. So Just start talking. Way. Okay, you're so welcome, Appreciate Matt. That. Have a great day. It's my you pleasure. Too. Thanks. Bye, Matt. It's fun, you guys. I get it that talking about sex seems can be seems so painful, and we think we do it because we did it once every three months because we, we know how hard it is, and we remember that last conversation. But I'm telling you, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, you just kind of like rip it off a Band-Aid. Like literally like, babe, I know this is weird. We don't often talk about our sex life, but let's talk about it. And believe me, if you're both in a loving relationship, you're in it together, you're, it's for both of your interests, and you want to be the partner who can contribute and talk about it so you guys can continue to have healthy sex. Communication is a lubrication. This is Camilla. She's 23 from the Bay Area, and she needs a sensitive lube for vaginal sex and anal sex. Hi. I'm so glad you called. Me too. I have been wondering about this for some time because I'm very sex positive, and I know that even though I can make good lube myself, um, I'm trying to improve my anal game, so I've been out there looking for a lube, and just everything hurts. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so no matter... How does it uh, hurt? Like, are you having itch? Tell me what kind of... How does it hurt? Explain to me the hurt. So it's almost like inflamed, like my insides are on fire. And that's really the best way that I can put okay. it. And so I took your recommendation and contacted my doctor. And okay. she said that there are different synthetics in wombs. It's true. That can actually destroy um, your vaginal flora. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that it could also harm your anus too, or that it could hurt. Yeah, it can hurt. Do you and ever so, have pain at all during sex besides the lube? Like, is there ever any pain that happens? No. Okay. No, and that's why it's strange to me. That's why I, I pick-pointed the lube to be the problem. Okay. Except anal sex is a little painful. That's why I wanted to have the lube so that we can have a little bit more assistance because, you know, that part doesn't get as wet. Okay. Well, I let me tell you here. So I know that you tried a bunch of different lubes. Now, have you tried silicone lube? 
No, I haven't tried silicone lube, but I actually found a natural lube that has no synthetics in it, and I've been using it for a full week now and have had no pain. Oh, okay. That's all. What kind is it? It's called Sliquid. Oh, yeah. Sliquid is great. I really like Sliquid. Sliquid Organics makes a great lube. I'm a fan of theirs. So that's great. I was going to recommend to you because I, even when I started my show 13 years ago, people were really against silicone lubes. But the truth is, I love Uber Lube. It's a silicone lube and um, it just has one like one or two ingredients in it. And for a lot of people, it's a great choice, especially for anal sex. So I love Uber Lube. Okay. And the other thing I was going to tell you is Foria, which is a CBD, like a pre-lube. It's called mm-hmm. Foria, F-O-R-I. IA and it's basically mm-hmm. like a CBD lube and it help can help with pain it relaxes your vagina it's all plant based and it's all natural ingredients right. it's coconut oil whole plant extracts cacao kava vanilla coconut hemp mint mm-hmm. ginger so for you they can I love it yeah so I would check those but I'm glad you found something right now because it is true not all lubes are you know the same for everybody mm-hmm. and then anal can be and painful but you gotta breathe what would you say I thought it was. I thought, oh, I just get Joe lube, get a lube off the counter, everything's great. I tried the organic lube, the regular lube, and nothing worked until I pinpointed the ingredients in the lube. That makes sense. No, I'm glad you did because um, I do like Sliquid. That is great. So stick with that. And then try it. You know, Foria is great, so too. Much. Yeah, you're and so the welcome. silicone lube, too, and Foria. Yes, exactly. Check them out. See what you like. It's like everything. I love their website. I just finished your your podcast this morning about it. Oh, you did? Oh, about Foria. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan. We've been getting so many emails from listeners who are like, oh my God, it changed everything. So, you know, it helps with the relaxation. Okay, good. Yeah, you're so welcome. Have a great day. Bye, Camila. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was a great reminder, guys. It is so true. Like, I talk about a lot of different things on the show, lubes and toys, but we all have to figure out what feels good to us. So I'm so glad you guys are asking the questions and talking to our doctors, and every single body is going to react differently to different things. You know my dream is a lube on every nightstand. You just need to find the lube that works for you, because I'm a fan of using lube for every kind of sexual activity. Okay, this is Lee. She's 33 from New Jersey, and she used to be able to orgasm, but now can only orgasm in her sleep. Hi, Lee. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for calling in. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed it up. Um, I have been in a happy marriage for 11 years now. Yeah, we've had always had great sex, but um, over the last 11 years, <laughs> I have not been able to, uh, like, climax completely with him or really at any point on my own or, or with him beyond being totally asleep in dream world and then waking up from <gasps> okay. an orgasm. And this so. has been in the last 11 years this has been the case or just recently? You said no, or always the whole time, basically, basically since the very beginning of when we were dating, I was able to, okay, and even a little bit into our marriage, and then it seemed like just very shortly after we got married, okay, everything stopped. <laughs> got it. Okay, so let me ask you a few questions. Are you taking any medication, like antidepressants? Um, I, I've or? taken okay. I've taken birth control off and on over these years, um, and then I was pregnant. And went through labor, all of that, uh, three times. Okay, three kids, 11 um, years of marriage. Okay, you've been busy. All right, so birth control pill. Okay, got it. So birth control and, but that's really it. Have you ever changed up your birth control? I've always been on the NuvaRing. Okay. Honestly, birth control pills could have an impact, but I feel like there's something else because the good news, here's the good news, Lee, is that you're able to orgasm. Like you're able to have, you know, right. experience pleasure. I know, I know. So have you, okay, I'm sure that you probably don't get a ton of alone time. We have three kids, but do no, you ever much. get to, you know, <laughs> masturbate? Like I know you said you've tried, but have you really, like, are you using toys? And are you trying just once? Are you trying for a little bit? Because it's really getting your yeah. body back into that muscle memory of masturbating again. So tell me about your masturbatory experience. Right. It's something I never really did much of um, early on. I, it just wasn't something that ever came uh, naturally to me or it's just never something I thought of. It was right. like sort of an afterthought. And it's actually my husband that got me um, interested in it at all. He bought me toys and was always just kind of saying like, go ahead, go try some things, you know, do what you need to do. Um, But I've only like in the last two or three years tried to start doing that. Um, And I think you're right. I 
I probably don't make quite enough time for right. myself to figure to to do that. I've definitely tried a couple of different things, and I'm not like opposed to it, but I, I don't really know where to start. Or right. so you, you know. said that he and he in foreplay is he like warming you up? Are you are you in the mood totally. after you guys start making out and stuff? Okay, and do you feel yourself getting there and then you stop, or you're just not? Are you yes. turned on during sex? Okay. No, no, I absolutely like warm up. I'm totally into it. We get all the way to that point all the time. And so I constantly feel like I'm right there, like about to hit the edge. And then what happens? Can you tell me what happens? Is there a thought that pops in your head? Do you have that thought it's not going to happen and then it doesn't? I think I I will it. So much like I'm just like okay here it comes yes 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 and then nothing it just doesn't happen right. um so I, I'm not sure if my like thoughts are getting in the way right. or not I always feel like I'm given enough time yeah. I don't ever feel rushed right there's nothing like that I definitely think my brain has something to do with it you know yeah our brain but, does even the brain even the part of you that's saying oh my god you're so close that's still you right so I feel yeah. like that's yeah. your pattern that you're in and you're probably in your brain are going it's close because you want it to happen so bad and in your brain uh-huh, you're going, I uh-huh. hope it happens so I, so I have a few suggestions for you I would say since your husband seems really cool and he's into it and he's you know take, giving you time and I would say a few things you could just have it so you guys focus when you have sex it's more about your orgasm so you could just like take intercourse off the table and have him like not be about penetration but I want you to experience an orgasm again while you're awake and so I want you to have the Mm -hmm. confidence that it can happen so the few things are childbirth kegel exercises are so important and I totally understand they're Mm -hmm. hard to remember to do but it's responsible for your orgasm after childbirth like your pelvic floor is weakened so have you done your kegels at all because you could buy kegel I can give you kegel hacks too so just tell me if you've been working on that because that helps yeah, no, I don't feel like that's something I have done since pregnancy, no. <laughs> okay, so here's a few things. I want you to buy, I, if this would help you, maybe you're, I have an iPhone app, do you have an iPhone by chance? No, I don't. Okay, because <laughs> it's an iPhone app called Kaggle Camp, but other people make Kaggle apps. So, so but the other thing okay. is, I would tell you to buy, do you work out at all? Uh, when walk? I can, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> one of my greatest things that helped me is that, I buy Kegel balls and WeVibe makes something called the Bloom and you put it inside of you and I wear them. I wear these Kegel balls when I go into the gym, when I walk around the neighborhood because your body is... Ne- so I don't even think to do my Kegel. I mean, sometimes I use my app, which is called Kegel Camp and it reminds you twice a day. But if you put it on your phone as a reminder and you wear it in the morning when you're folding laundry, when you're driving to, I don't know if you're working or whatever you do, you can mm-hmm. say, I'm going to put mm-hmm. it in because our bodies are naturally tensing them because they're not going to fall out, right? So you're they're naturally working them by moving around the house or going to see a friend for lunch. So just wearing them will strengthen them. Or if you can remember, you tense and relax them for five minutes a day. It's those pee-stopping muscles because those are the muscles that are responsible for orgasm. So after three mm-hmm. kids and you're young, you're 33 years old. I mean, your pelvic floor just might be weakened. And the thing is, we draw more attention to that area. When you do your kegels, you have to breathe. So my one step is strengthening. These are what you have to do on your own. Do your kegels. Mm-hmm. If you do it like four mm-hmm. times a week, five minutes a day, I'm telling you in a month, you're going to feel so much stronger. And those are the same muscles that you tense and relax or you flex when you're having orgasm or you want to get more turned on. So that'll help. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you're not going to masturbate on your own, it's just not your thing, you're busy, next time you have sex, have it be about your orgasm. So he's going down on you. Maybe you're using a toy again. Do you have a good clitoral toy that you like using? Honestly, I'm just like unfamiliar with a lot of things. Um, I have, I just have a good, two good vibrators, one that's kind of like super strong and intense, um, and then one that's like kind of really soft and um, I would try the soft one, one I, and then I build up. Okay, so I would try the soft one, and I would use lube. First of all, lube so important. You mm-hmm. have to use lube mm-hmm. because we just don't get lubricated as much. And use some lube. Have him use the toy on you, like, or you could guide his hand. Try it at the soft setting, and then build up like this. And then I would say, like, have it be if he uses his fingers or his mouth and a toy without a time limit. And I just want you to have that orgasm first without intercourse. 
And then you guys could also, okay. and if that makes you feel bad, you're like, I want him to come. Obviously, you could have sex when it's over, or you can both mutually masturbate together. So you like, you know, like we are in this together. I'm going to figure it out. But I don't want you to put the pressure on yourself. This might take you a month or two of like just trying to masturbate. But I feel like I want to bring this back. If it's been 11 years, you know, since it's happened, I mean, here's all the good news you're having sexual thoughts, you're having orgasms when you're sleeping. You know that you can mm-hmm. have orgasms because you had them before you got married or when you started dating. And before you had mm-hmm. kids. So really it's like muscles you haven't used. It's like rebuilding this mm-hmm. sexual response and feeling into your body again. And I really think my number one thing is breathing. Like deep breathing when you're having, don't hold your breath. So breathe into yeah, it. Yeah. And every time you start thinking, oh, here it comes or is it not coming, go back to your breath. Like in and, and it's going to take practice because our mind just yeah, yeah. take over. So I think it's about relaxing, taking baths, getting yourself ready for sex. So watching porn, like getting, even taking a bath and feeling good in your body and like having Mm -hmm. prep where the door is locked, you're lighting candles. Like to me, the senses are just really important. So it's like if you have a good candle and you have music playing and like you can just link into your breath and then like, oh, the candle smells good or the music I'm hearing. So you're not in your thoughts Mm -hmm. because the second we start paying attention to everything we're sensing, we can't be thinking because I believe it's in your head and there's nothing wrong with you. How's that? No, yeah, I don't think there's anything (laughs) wrong with me. That's definitely something, yeah, something definitely off with, and, and, you know, with having kids and a full-time job and all of that. Yeah, it's a lot to manage. Honey, I don't know how people really, full-time job and three kids and your sex life, so wear them to work then. Like, I know that seems silly. No one has to know, but there's a lot of different kaggle balls online. You can try them out, but for me, they're like weights. No, it's like wearing a tampon. Yeah, I've never even heard of those. It's not, okay. do some googling right check them out <laughs> like there's some good brands that make them you can see like there's they're weighted and it just became like a ritual and i'm not you wear them for like an hour or two at work you take them out you put them in plastic bag like no one needs to know but just the act of wearing them so i think breathing kegels taking the pressure off yourself using lube and telling your husband that what we talked about and having him get on board with this because he wants you to have pleasure as much as i do and as much as you do yeah, oh, totally. He's more on board than I am most of the time. So, <laughs> but here's <laughs> he's the one getting me more interested in in improving things. So good. That's good. <laughs> I love it. Well, just just think about this. I love that you called out. It's really good self care, and you're going to get there. So it's important. And so once much. you get there, you're gonna, it's going to be a lot easier. Let me know what happens. Yeah. Bye, Lee. I Have will. a good day. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. I love these questions about women and orgasm because I think we can all relate. Many women can relate to the fact that when we don't have a lot of sex or we're not masturbating, it can get take a little while to get back into the game. Just like working out, adopting a healthier lifestyle, eating healthy, bringing your lunch to work. I mean, all these little things are little micro habits working out. And so the same thing goes for your sex life. So taking the pressure off yourself and the more that we masturbate, the more we're going to want to masturbate. It's true. Your orgasms are there. The elusive orgasm is real, but masturbation and breathing is the key to getting you back. That was fun. Do you guys love the call shows as much as I do? That I just love talking to you guys. It's so fun. It's like we're all in this together. So thanks, everyone, for listening and for being here and telling your friends about the show and supporting the show. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep, payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from the original plug-in version for constant power, or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today.